0: Hi everybody, I hope this finds us all doing well. This is part number 17 and we're going to look at the roles of the male and the female over part 17 and 18. We understand now that the purpose of the marriage covenant between a man and a woman is for spiritual and physical oneness. That the two are now and have become one. They're no longer two individual, independent people. They have become interdependent on the Spirit first, on God, and then on one another. And so we want to look at what the individual roles are, the individual instructions that are given to the husband and the wife to fulfill in this marriage covenant, which empowers this couple and enables this couple to be one as a couple. And so this is exciting. And this is something that we get invited into. This is something that we have an opportunity to know and experience. It's not something that just comes to us naturally. It's not something that you just are. It's something that we have to enter into uh, in Christ. And so we're able to live out these roles and these instructions ...that God has given us as husband and as wives. But as I've said in part 17, we're going to look at the role of the husband. And as we know, God created male first. And so this is important for us, guys. If you are thinking about being a husband, then you need to know the role that God is entrusting to you... ...in your relationship with your wife. And if you are a husband... You need to know the role that God has entrusted to you through this instruction, the way that he intends you to love his daughter, your wife. And so this is very important. And it's also important to note that this instruction isn't the only instruction that God gives us as husband and wives, but it is the instruction that all the other instructions are defined by, and find their context in so Ephesians 5 25 says this husbands love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her let me read that again husbands listen up husbands love your wives Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. The man, the husband, is instructed to do one thing in this verse. And that is to love his wife as Christ loves the church. In other words, the husband is to love his wife like Christ loves him. The husband is to love his wife like Christ loves his wife. The husband is to love his wife like God loves humanity. Those that hate him and those that like him. You know, we see two men opposite Jesus on a cross and one really defiled him and and yelled abuse at him. While the other one said, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus loved them both because this love of heaven doesn't have any favorites. It loves the one that hated and it loved the one that loves just the same. And so this instruction is known as the second part of the great commandment. To love our wives like Christ is the second part of the great commandment. Guys, God gives us as husbands, this divine, breathtaking instruction, which is purely mind boggling. You know, we can't get our minds around the fact that he's commanding us, he's instructing us to love as he loves. This is a heart instruction of extreme and significant importance to us and to God. And I can't stress what an honor And a privilege it is as a man, as a husband, that God is entrusting to me to love his daughter, my wife and people the way he does. If that's not a divine invitation, if that's not royalty, while we get to love our wives like Christ loves them. It's not that I have to. Or I ought to. We get the opportunity to husbands to love as Jesus loved. Can there be any greater invitation for us to know and experience what it is to love like God? I don't think there is. To minister the love of heaven, which is being perfected within us and through us to another, which starts with our wives, just as Jesus did, bringing glory To the Father's name. This, as I said, is something that we're invited to, we get to do, and that we are fully capable of doing when our lives are hidden in Christ. Let me say that again. This is not an impossible task when our lives have been lost and they are hidden in Christ's life. This is what empowers us to be able to live this out. And we're going to look at that and we look at some of the scriptures a bit later on. But when we are living in and from this love, we will innately and authentically fulfill the second aspect of verse 25, where we see Jesus giving up his life for the wife, for the church, his wife, his church. And we too will give up our lives Or in other words, lay our lives down for our wives when we are innately and authentically in this love within us. This is not the instruction in this verse, as I've said, but this will be an outworking. And Jesus knows that if we're in love with Him, not knowing we love Him in our minds, but in our hearts receive and are receiving His love, He knows that we will give up our lives for our our wives and we will edify them and lift them up for them to become all that they've been created to be. This is how powerful love is. And this is why love is the greatest, because it never fails to love. In other words, love never fails to perform on what it is, love. Unconditional, agape, love. Listen to John fifteen thirteen: Greater love, has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. Now, the word friends means covenantal partner. It doesn't mean my mate, my buddy or my pal that I have this natural connection with. It means my spiritual covenantal partner, the one that I'm in covenant with through the spirit. This is the person that I'm to lay my life down. And my wife, my, my spouse, is my first covenantal partner in this relationship called marriage. Yes, I'm called to lay my life down for my brothers and sisters. But the first person within this covenant, my friend, is my wife that I'm called to love like Christ and to give my life for, to see her grown, to see her matured to see all she can be and become in Christ. What an incredible invitation that we are entrusted with husbands to love our wives like this. And this, if we do, is walking in the manner in which Jesus himself walked. For us to do this, we need to be partaking and we need to be receiving daily manna from above, the living bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He said, I come down from heaven and you are to partake of me. You are to eat my flesh. You are to drink my blood. Otherwise, you will have no life in you. The only way it's possible for you and I to love our wives like Christ and to give up our lives for her to lay it down is to be partaking of Christ himself. Literally, his body and His blood, and this is a continuous process. Husbands, this is not once in a while. This is not on a Sunday for two hours when we go to a service. This is a daily partaking. This needs to be part of our normal way of being. This is to be something that we cannot live without, husbands. There's no way you and I can keep the eternal commandment if we're not eating the spiritual food, if we're not drinking spiritual blood through the divine empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So Matthew 4.4, 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. John 6.51, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. He will be able to live this eternal life out and will live forever with the Father. And the bread also which I will give him for the life of the world is my flesh. We also know in John 6, it's Jesus that gives of himself. It's Jesus that gives this food. We don't try to understand it. We don't learn it. We are given it through the power of revelation. John 6, 56, for my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. I love those words, true food, true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. Now listen what happens when you abide in him. John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me and I am him he who receives constantly partakes of me constantly is always abiding and remaining that husband he bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing and as we know one of the first fruit of the spirit is love this indestructible agape love This high, wide, long love that we are to love our wives with and lay our lives down for her from. Once again, what an incredible invitation, privilege and honor it is to be able to love our wives, to be able to love God's daughter the way he loves her. Paul describes uh, this whole process as a washing of water with the transformational word of God. As we, the husband, as we love our wives the way God instructs us to. This prepares her for the sanctificational work of the Spirit by the Word of God. We don't try to change our wives, guys. We don't try to uh, make them better. It's not about fixing them. We are called to love her, to love them as Christ loves them. And then Jesus Christ will wash her with the word. Let me read out this process in 2 Thessalonians 2, 13 to 14. But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by God, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification. Listen, by the spirit and faith in the truth, not sanctification through human effort, Human learning or human works or human trying or human ability or human thinking. No, sanctification by the spirit and faith in the truth. It is for this he called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as I said, Paul describes this as the washing of water with this transformational word of God. Ephesians 5, 26. So that he, Jesus, might sanctify her, our wives, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Notice, guys, who it is the one who cleanses her. It's not her husband, but it's Christ himself. Once again, our role, our Core instruction in this is to love like Jesus loves her. This is God's design for all husbands to live out. Any short of this is coming short of the design, which is to miss the mark, which we know is sin. And this is why it is essential we live these lives by faith in Jesus so we're able to keep this eternal command. Of heaven, This great commandment. Husbands, this is for you right now. The whole thing is for you. But listen to this. God has given you and me everything for life and godliness. So guys, there could be no excuses. It's not about justifying yourself out of this by saying, but she doesn't do this or she doesn't do that or she's this or she's that. Husbands, God has given you and me everything we need for life and godliness when he gave us his son jesus christ in his son we have everything we need to be able to live this life out and to live this life of love and to be able to perform this role of loving our wives as I said what an honor and a joy and a privilege it is this invitation to be able to minister the love of God to another especially our friend our covenantal partner called our spouse so the question for us husbands how well do you know the son how well are you coming to know the son I don't mean know about the son because you read the book and it's written about him I mean because the Spirit, member sanctification by Spirit and faith in the truth is changing you and I and in performing a work within you that enables you to love like heaven. So how well do you know the Son, husband, man of God? And if this is not your reality, I pray it will be. And I pray you will have the desire to be this kind of husband to your wife. This is not something that we are to take lightly and justify away by our flesh. But this is to cause such a deep rooted conviction. Deep in our innermost being of our spirit. In the hope that we would turn towards God for his divine empowerment. His divine grace. His divine help. So we're able to fulfill the role that God has given us as a husband while we are here on earth we know that there's no marriage after the resurrection so there'll be no need to love like this through this instruction so it's now god is raising up these types of husbands now today who are fulfilling the role the instruction that he has given them through the spirit and faith in the truth this guys is the kind of husband Jesus desires you and me to be. And this is the kind of husband he desires for every wife to have. He wants every daughter having the best husband. Not the lazy one, the best one. The in Christ husband that loves her, that cherishes her, that lays his life down for her to see her become all she's called to be in Christ doing the will of God. So I pray, men, this encourages you. If you are a husband, I pray that this will stir you up to live, to seek, to become. And if you are thinking about becoming a husband, I pray this would define you as a man right now and give you things to think about. So some questions I want us to ponder, husbands. Why is the ability to love our wife like this based on our individual fellowship with God? Why is the role we have been given as husbands such a privilege and honor in him? How easy is this role to live out and why? What have been some of the challenges in being this kind of husband? And what kind of husband do you truly desire to be and become? Remember, the Father's heart for us as men is that we would be like his son, Christ-like. But not just saying I'm a man who's a Christian. A husband who loves his wife like Christ loves her. We'll see you soon for part 18. Where we'll look at the role and the function of the wife. See you soon.